Maybe we are as dumb as fish. <laughs> Maybe he's right. Maybe everything Barney says is right. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Wouldn't oh that be a weird, God. terrible world? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of Hey, Beautiful. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kate. How are you doing this week, Caitlin? Pretty, pretty good. It was a short week of work for mm. me, but also a crazy week of work for me. Um, but I'll still take the extra day off. So Heck yeah, totally. No complaints. And I got to tell you, I'm so excited about this episode. I know, you love this uh, one. I know, I said it on the last episode, but here we are and I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, some little things before we start. First of all, we broke 100 followers on Twitter this week. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so thank you everybody for following us there. Um, and before I tell you where you can find us one more time, I need to talk about the fact that last episode, I left something out at the very, very end that I wanted to say. What? I listen, I, so I do listen to the podcast just to, I don't know, to hate listen to myself. Sure. I don't know. Normal, and, normal stuff. Yeah, normal stuff, right? And every time like, oh shit, I should have said this. Mm-hmm. Oh man, well, I forgot to say that. Well, hey, so very interested to hear what you left out because your comments are way more <laughs> insightful and deep. I'm very surface level in the show. Caitlin, would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just totally forgot that at the very end of the episode, mm-hmm. Ted's son makes fun of him for being beat up by a girl. You got beat up by a girl. It's like, dude, that didn't need to happen. He got beat up by a badass woman who knows Krav Maga. And that Food. is the truth. Yeah, exactly. So we don't need a man. Fuck you, Ted Mosby. Yeah, for real. The end of that episode, faux show. Um, okay, so yeah, so you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Hey Beautiful Pod. Um, you can also subscribe to us on both iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you'd really like to share something with us and get on the podcast. You can send us your very own legendary moment, which we do at the end of every episode, via email at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. And the day that we recap that episode, we will put it on the show. So you should send something in. Yes. Like I said, yeah. And like like I said last time, we have a couple that are for later on in the season. So if you want to send one for this season, that would be fantastic. We would love to hear it. But you ready to talk about Okay Awesome? I am. Yay! All right, let's do it. Okay Awesome. Oh, God. (laughs) Good one. Good one. All right, so this is Season 1, Episode 5, a.k.a. Okay Awesome. And it originally aired on October 17th, 2005. The director, as always, Pamela Fryman. What a gal. Mm -hmm. And this one was written by Carter Bays and Craig Thomas, the creators, and also Chris Harris was the third writer listed. Um, and I looked into that a little bit. And so he wrote 18 episodes total in, in some uh, capacity. He's also written for other projects and produced a bunch of episodes on How I Met Your Mother in addition to writing. The most notable thing that he's written for is he wrote 161 episodes of The Letterman Show. Yeah, or at least he was a writer on 161 episodes of Letterman. That's a lot of shows. I know, so I wonder, because there are a couple points where Barney does like a Letterman impression. Is that like a little like... Well, not. Well, not. Might be. Might be. Hmm. Um, So yeah, before we get into this, this episode is just so much fun. 
so, so good. Uh, I watched it with Liz, my wife. And, I mean, I've seen this so many times, and we were both dying laughing, mm-hmm. like, throughout <laughs> it. Like, there's a point, and we'll talk about it, when it just, like, completely ratchets up the humor, and it's amazing. Yeah. And finally, we have a Marshall and Lily episode. Oh, Marshall's so good. He's so good, and he's been ignored. Mm-hmm. So we finally get to see him um, and the two of them in all their glory, which is amazing. Right. So, um, yeah. So Ted asks his kids if they want to hear a story about the time you went deaf, like they have a choice. Right. Um, poor future Ted's children. Poor future Ted's children. That's they got to have like bed sores at the end of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of setting in one place. I hope they were taking breaks, bathroom Standing breaks. Up. Yeah, stretching. Give it a little stretch. Wearing compression socks. Yeah, right? <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, so, yeah, so then we see Robin stroll into the bar in her business pedal pushers. Yes. What? Love them. Nice look. Yes. I honestly, I, wrote, I, I love it. Oh, no, I, no, no shade. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I wrote, like, she strides over pointedly. Ooh. She was like all about like business, like had something very important she needed to. Oh, she's so excited. Mm-hmm. So uh, she asks Ted to say that she's that he's her bitch, but we already knew that. We already yeah. know and, that he's. Fully and Ted her knows bitch. it too because he does it without hesitation. Yeah, he's like, "Yep, that's me. It's my middle yep. name." All right, why? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Well, you know what. He did say self-respect is overrated, so you know there's that. Take your own advice, right? Right. Oh, Teddy boy. Uh, so Robin tells them that she's going to get them into OK, which is like the coolest club in New York City, apparently. One that even Barney couldn't get into. Yes. Gasp. <gasps> yeah. Um, and we hear Sherbatsky pronounce the correct way for the Finally. first time. Finally. You're becoming a... What was it? Long and difficult to say household, household name. name. Yeah. Or long and difficult to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, because someone uh, recognized her at the gym for being a the Metro owner, News yeah. One reporter. And that's how she's getting into this to this club. So she is flying high after falling in horse poop last episode. <laughs> she's feeling like she's finally made it in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, she's somebody. Yeah. Uh, and the boys ask if she's going to be inviting, or Robin asks if she should invite Marshall and Lily. Mm-hmm. And the boys are like, uh, no, they're not going to want to go. So they cut to a scene, and Lily is in kindergarten, and her coworker is like, so <laughs> you know, we went to this like charming bed and breakfast this weekend. What did you do? And then it's a flashback to Lily chugging a beer in a bar and like burping really loudly and like, there's this huge parallel that like Lily is clearly not a grown up, and mm-hmm. you know this friend of hers is. But I want to know like what school Lily's working at that there's only twelve kids in kindergarten. It's <laughs> a pretty good ratio. <laughs> not a public uh, school. That's not a public school. No, not probably, in New York no. City. Hell no. No, no. Um, yeah, two to twelve ratio, one to six. Right. I wrote clearly not a public school. <laughs> um, and, you know, Lily wants to do more grown-up stuff, and she feels, you know, pressure mm-hmm. to be what an engaged couple should be doing is right. in her mind. Yep, yep. Um, I have to say, I think it's very adult to win a chugging contest. I don't know if you know this, but my mom won a chugging contest. <gasps> wow. Mimi, 
amazing. Yeah, Mimi did it on her honeymoon with my dad in Jamaica, and she beat my dad. That's so, amazing. I'm yeah. impressed. Yeah, and I was also impressed with Lily's burp. Yeah. But that was real, right? That seemed real. I, it felt real. Good job, Lil. It felt real. <laughs> Good job, Lil. And this is the scene... I didn't look it up, but I have to. I will confirm next week. The clothes. The clothes for yes. the opening, right? That it green is. shirt. Robin's button-down. Like three down. or four times. Yep. Robin's button-down shirt. Marshall, like that is the outfits they're wearing in yep. the rest of the promo shots, right? Yep. Cool. Or well, the credits. I'm confirming it, and I'm not just being your friend here. I will yeah. be honest. Yeah, but we were looked, both. Yeah, it looked very similar. I would be surprised if it wasn't. Cool. All right. So we agree. Yeah. Um. I love the line about classy grown-up stuff. Mm-hmm. And Marshall says what we did this morning was pretty grown-up. But not classy. I love it. They're such little pervs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marshall is, you know, he's so enthusiastic and he's always game. So he's, like, yeah. ready to make her feel better. He's ready to do these wine tastings and totally crush it, you yeah. know. And then from there, Lily apparently has just taken off signing them up for all kinds of boring stuff. And it's no longer worth inviting them out anywhere because they're a boring old couple. Right. Uh, and then we cut back to the bar and Robin is talking about Kelly, who Ted is, who she wants Ted to meet. It's one of Robin's friends. Mm-hmm. And I just love how Robin shuts down Barney in this last <laughs> moment. Yeah. First, he like writes off Kelly as ugly because Robin didn't lead with her looks. She led mm-hmm. with, you know, her being smart and, funny and personality right 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 and uh as soon as barney finds out that robin might have hot single friends to be passing out he tries to get in on that and he doesn't even finish the sentence robin's just like no and just starts talking to ted again it's like oh i loved it those are the best moments Mm -hmm. um then so the next night or whatever night it is they're going to okay maybe it's later that night ted walks out in his Blue, velvet blazer. His blue velvet blazer. I don't hate it, but the it's shirt. Fine. The shirt was awful. The pa- like, he just looked like he's wearing like his big brother's clothes. Yeah, that yeah. was a little oversized. But I didn't. I didn't hate the velvet blazer. If it was like maybe cut a little differently yeah. and fit him a little bit better than, you know, because what more fit it. Yeah. Well, I and I mean Ted's Ted's outfit pales in comparison to what Barney walks in oh. wearing. Like, that was, that is like a moment uh, in How I Met Your Mother history. It hurt. First of all, it's one of the, one of the times, the few times that Barney isn't suited up. Right. I read somewhere that it's like 21 times. I'm going to keep a count as we do this. Oh, good idea. So this is number one. Um, but the silver shirt with the pockets on the, the sleeve. The pocket on the sleeve? I couldn't. What I couldn't. is that? It was so bad. And oh they rightfully God. call him the Tim Man. But yeah. He just, oh, God, it was just, it hurt. And I feel like it made his, like, frosted tips even frostier. (laughs) Oh, my God. What were we doing to ourselves in the early 2000s? I don't know. Oh, my God. The internet wasn't there to tell us how ugly we looked. So we were just, like, (laughs) figuring it out on our own. Um, But, of course, there's a reason why Barney is wearing this shirt. Because it's one of 24 things that women and fish have in common is that they are attracted to shiny objects. Obviously. According to Barney's blog, which I found, I found this oh, you post. Did find it. Yeah. I found this post. So let me pull it up. Cause it's pretty good. So the title of this post is shooting women in a barrel. 
that's, that's fucked up. That's that's really fucked up. Yeah. Okay, so this says, oh my god, it's all about the shirt. Lately, I've been hunting for an appropriate venue to test my new club uniform. A button-down Euro shirt with a reflective disco disco ball sheen. Ridiculous under the halogen lights of your average apartment, perhaps. But when bathed in the ultraviolet wash of your standard nightclub, the shirt emits a phenomenal luminescence no club-going woman can resist. Why? Biology lesson. Women like fish are attracted to shiny and or effulgent objects. So then he goes on and lists all the 24 ways in which women are like fish. Um, In addition to being attracted to shiny objects... We travel in protective groups, small bladders. Um, their weight largely determines their value. This oh. is bad. It's funny, but also yeah, right on the line, right on the line. Um, so I will share this on Twitter because it's ridiculous. I like number 17, cold-blooded, looking your way. <laughs> <laughs> Barney's holding a grudge. Uh, so there's that. You guys can find your favorite ones there. Um, so we will, we will share some gems from Barney's blog here and there. Uh, so that's that. Marshall wishes them well at their little disco. And he's, he's trying so hard to sound grown up and he just sounds like a thousand years old. I know. So sweet. But I love Marshall's sweater. Marshall wins the award. He he looked so cute. He definitely had the best outfit. Oh, that pumpkin orange with the, with the... Uh, patches on patches. the elbows. Get out of here. I loved it. Looking so sweet. He did. He looked adorable. He sweatered up and he looks good. <laughs> looks real good. So this is where we first, they start sort of fleshing out the idea that there's a very specific way to be grown up and also in a couple. Right. Which is crazy because Marshall and Lily have been friends with these people for years, living the same way they've been living. Right. But now that she's engaged, or and now that they're engaged... Everything's different. Yeah. Suddenly there's a different way to behave, right? Because this mm-hmm. one woman at work made her feel like she's, you know, living like a college student, whatever. Um, yeah. So I just love the final shot as they leave the apartment, and Marshall's, like, staring longingly after them as if like, already, like, he wants to, like, get out of the apartment and be yeah. like, call it off, call it off. I don't want to do this. I want to go dance with my friends. Um, looking kind of hurt that he wasn't invited. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we're at the club. Yes, and I love uh, Barney talks about finding a cutlet. I grinding (laughs) love both those terms, and I want to work them into my everyday uh, lexicon. Cutlets, cutlets was like cutlets. I (laughs) forgot about that. Me too. I couldn't like handle my life. I was dying. Find a cutlet. A cutlet. so gross like it still makes me oh giggle oh my god i love it so much it really seems like in these early episodes that barney's still like working out his uh his game you know mm-hmm. it's yeah like he he seems pretty pretty fresh to it um oh my god cutlets um so yeah they they walk up we find out barney's strategies work about half the time she's pretty mm-hmm. honest for him to say yeah um and robin that's is, not that's yeah. not too bad either yeah, that's great odds. Yeah, it's like excellent odds. Yeah, I I take it. Uh, so Robin clearly feeling herself in the VIP list. 
I so when I saw her outfit, Ooh. at first I thought she had on like a really cute jumpsuit with a blazer, and I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if it's like cropped, like a cropped pant, or does it go like fully, like all the way down?" And then I was like, "That's kind of a current look." Yeah, jumpsuits were not happening. It was all no. about the jean. I know, and so then later in the episode was the full reveal, and I was just like, "Oh, I had like really high hopes for the outfit, and was very disappointed." Love the shirt. Her boobs look great. Oh yeah, I think she looked great. Like, yeah. just all over. Didn't need the blazer, but whatever. No, no. We, you guys all know our, our opinion on the blazers. Oof. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to burn one. Okay. At the end of this season. So we cut back to the party uh, where Lily and Marshall are entertaining these other couples who are talking about, like, the most boring shit ever. Rates. Gotta go for the 30-year fixed mortgage. Like, oh. And Marshall looks like he's dying, and, like, talk about boring adults. Like, they're just, they're boring. Like, yeah. I'm a, we're grown-ass women, but. Oh, God, I would have left you know, that party. I'll talk about a mortgage every now and again, but, like, no, yeah. I, like, a wine tasting can be super fun. They're mm-hmm. just not with good people. Right, exactly, and Marshall totally talks about that. Um, but not before putting his foot in his mouth for the first time this episode. Yes. Um, like we saw him do in Purple Giraffe with Robin. Uh, he starts talking about babies being an anchor that weigh down, down to one spot forever. <laughs> and the woman next to him is three months pregnant. <sighs> God oh. damn it. Oh. And Marshall says, not awkward, guys. <laughs> <laughs> not awkward unless we let it be awkward, which just makes it worse. Yeah. But I'm still waiting to use that line just in my life because it's oh, yeah. so good. It's like it's I so acknowledge, good. I acknowledge that that was real bad. Let's but all not, just, but not unless we make it awkward. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can we can come back from this. We can overcome this. Yes, for my yeah. sake mostly. Um, oh yeah, and then I just wrote these people suck. Yes. Oh God. And that just, their suckiness just continues to be revealed throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, all right. So then we're back at the club. Robin loves being the VIP. Um, mm-hmm. So she's already acting like blase about it, about it's how, it's how it. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's so stupid and arbitrary. But, but not, not. But not that arbitrary. Exactly. Oh, God. And then one of the best scenes maybe ever is when they're walking up the stairs and Ted's like, wow, this place is loud. And they get in there and it's so loud and all of a sudden they're all in subtitles. You can't hear anybody. You can hear like a little bit, but there's like really nothing. It's just like loud thumping, pumping music, which is pretty accurate. So good. But I love you don't realize how quiet the background is and then all of a sudden your ears are just assaulted with yep. sound and it's... Oh, yeah. I'm sure normally on a TV show, they don't ever play something that loud. Right. You know, but it, I mean, you could tell like the difference. And oh, this is just such a conceptual episode. It's so freaking good. It's so good. Oh, my God. The whole thing where they're just like talking in subtitles to each other. And apparently uh, the cast really liked filming this episode because they got to do all of this physical acting yeah. without talking, you know. And so I read that they had a really good time with that, and I totally would have, too. Um, So then we meet Kelly for the first time. Yes. Gorgeous girl. Uh, But right away, I feel like you know she's not Ted's type because she really likes being at the club and doesn't 
they can't really hear each other. Like uh, the misunderstandings just are are incredible here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so instantly they they misunderstand each other. Ted wants to talk, goes somewhere to talk, um, which Ted. Like, you're at a club, first of all, so... He just can't get out of his own way. No, he can't. Um, like, you might not like it. It might be loud. You might want to get to know her. But just, like, dance and have fun. No. Drink a beer. Yeah. He, needs to learn he, her whole, he needs to learn her whole life story. So she has no idea what he's saying. She's like, yeah, let's go dance five steps, five steps this way. And so they do. And ugh. I love to hate watch club and dance scenes and shows and movies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This was uh, Oh, it's so ooh, bad. bad. Like, and I wonder what, when you audition for a part like that, do they make you stand there and dance by yourself to music you can't really hear? I feel, oh, I feel like if they did that, none of these people would have been hired. Well, that's why I'm asking. Uh, How did they get these jobs? But then again, maybe that is what a straight club looks like. Because I've, I mean, gay clubs, most people can dance. Well, and you know what? Sorry. Also, in club, <laughs> true. No, it's just the truth. It's just facts. Also, <laughs> it's usually dark. You usually can't see. So maybe that is. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's terrible dancing happening everywhere. But this, oh. I mean, just, yeah. oh, God. Yeah, catching the background actors is like. I just, I had to, like, go back and watch it again because I'm just, like, looking at everything. Because you have to read the subtitles. Yep. So yeah. I couldn't tune it out and look at something else yeah. so i had to go back and watch how awful everybody was yeah full sensory <laughs> overload and that's definitely what they're trying mm-hmm. to do uh barney sneaks up behind a cutlet when uh yeah. another guy moves out <sighs> that was such like a weird move too. just like oh i'll just replace this guy she'll never know well she didn't i guess uh, maybe oh god um, okay, so then Marshall's feeling sad because Ted didn't invite him. Mm-hmm. He wants to know why. And he and Lily get into a back and forth about, is this the life you want? Do you want to be out with all these single people? And the douche, 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 douche. douche, douche. I love that. Oh, me too. Because um, it's and, true. Yeah. Like, do you want that banging sound all the time? And then, you know, Marshall's like, do you want this? And mocks everybody at the party and of course a 30 year fixed mortgage I'm three months pregnant and she's standing (laughs) right behind him oh god oh marshmallow now that was awkward I love that yeah he just owns it because there's nothing else what are you gonna do here there are so many points that if I was a guest at this party I would have fucking left Oh, yeah. Like, if you insulted me twice, like, I'm going to no. leave. But they just, like, they're just boring people that can't pick up on any social cues. No. Which you see completely later on. Yes. But we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, so he steps in it again. They can't even drink because uh, they got to let the wine breathe. Freaking tannins. Freaking yeah, tannins. Yeah, Lily comes to the living room with, like, wine in both hands. Like, let's start drinking because... Oh. This is the best part of this party is the mm-hmm. wine. Like, at least mm-hmm. maybe we can get drunk. Yeah. Because they, like she. Freaking tannins. She knows this party needs alcohol. And yes. these people just do not want to have any fun at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at the club, Robin is also not having a great night because she can't get into the VIP section. Her name isn't on the list or they can't hear her, probably. 
She's like, I'm yeah. on the list. Robin Sherbatsky, but like, who can know what she's fucking saying? Like, what name is that? Yeah, you have to listen for a really long time to get the full name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Ted and Kelly are still just completely missing each other's cues. Mm-hmm. No idea what the other one's no. saying. No, none at all. And uh, she, yeah. So that's that must that. have been like fun to write that scene like in my mind like the writers separate into two groups and you're like all right you write one half of a conversation you write the questions and i'll write the answers yeah yeah like to get like two such random stuff that was so good and it was kind of like two sets of questions that you ask when you first meet somebody right Right. like Mm -hmm. how do you know robin sagittarius so also we we learned about kelly like Someone she usually dates, one of the first things they ask her is, like, what her, her sign, sign is. So it's like, dead. she's probably not for you. No. She's a little more uh, spiritual. Yeah. A little more hippy-dippy um, than he's probably seen. She, I, she seems like a pretty free spirit, so. Yes. So then we're back at the party. There's apparently, it's apparently ultrasound watching time at this really cranking party. Even the baby looks bored. Marshall. Uh, and Lily's still really trying to click with these people because I because they represent adults to her. Like her life isn't adult and I I that resonates with me. I feel like you always feel as if other people have their shit together more than you. Oh yeah. You know, this make whole it till you make it. Yeah, and like this whole concept of like adulting, you know, where we're like we talk about all these things we do as adulting like we aren't adults, right? Like right. we're just like trying out adult things. Um, I think that's definitely like our generation's hang up. Well, yeah. And I think it's because, I don't know, like I, as I got older, like I realized like my parents also didn't know, they didn't know what they were doing, no, but they did the best that they could. So that was like kind of freeing, you know, I'm just going to do the best that I can do. Nobody really knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know. My mom said something that really helped me like at the end, towards the end of my twenties, I felt, cause you know, you feel like between 20 and 30, you have to figure everything out. You need to know how to do everything that an adult does. And if you don't, you're just like mm-hmm. a trash garbage person. But yeah, my mom, obviously. my mom put it perfectly. She said, your twenties are your try on twenties. You're not supposed to have things figured out. You're supposed to be like working through things, trying different things, living right. different places, dating different people. Like you're supposed to be trying on different lives and seeing which one is yours. Exactly. So Lily, calm the heck down. Yeah. You're 27. Everything's going to be fine. You can do all this crazy stuff with people you actually like. Yeah. And that's what Marshall says. He's like, fondue sounds cool, but it's dipping stuff in hot cheese with boring people. You know, it's right. not, it's, this is, this is not for us. Uh, but right. and, and like, just cause you have to grow up doesn't mean you have to be boring or like get rid of all your friends. Yeah. And then, uh, we get, I think this is like the first mythical story of how I met your mother. Yeah. It's one where things might be exaggerated, like a tall tale, but we don't know. Uh, because Ted says he wasn't there, but Marshall swears it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marshall sneaks into the bathroom <laughs> And jumps out of the third story window and then just takes off into the night looking freer Friends. as freer yeah. than a bird. Looking looking for his friends, his true friends. So and excited. <laughs> I love when he, that happens. Appa- it's like cuts to like his legs dropping down. Yes. Apparently he wanted to walk off like Sasquatch right there. <laughs> 
Uh, but and he does get the chance to do that later, but he didn't yeah, get to later. do it in this episode. Um, all right, so we're back at the bar, uh, and Ted is trying to get Kelly a drink. Mm-hmm. And all these women at the bar and the male bartender, and Ted's ducking underneath them trying to get the bartender's attention, but he's not a female, so that's not yeah. happening. Uh, let's take a pause and just give a shout out to the bartender's fluorescently white teeth. <laughs> they glowed. Holy shit. They were glowing. That was, I mean, did they have a black light like right on them? That dude's teeth were unreal. I don't know. Poof, boy. Um, and I love, I mean, I love all the misunderstandings in the episode, but this might be my favorite part when he's trying to get the price of the beers. Yeah. And the guy's like 34. 14, 3, 4, 7. <laughs> so good. Oh. And then he writes it on a napkin. Oh and I was like, $34 for two beers? I would have been so mad. Right? New York. Oh. What are you doing? Oh. What are you doing? Hey. What do you think you are? Hey, you can get a $6 martini at McLaren's. What are you doing? I know. Idiots. Oh, man. All right. So the party's just jamming out at the, at the club. But then we oh, go back to the apartment and... There's some it's music so playing. There. Yeah. yeah. There's some like smooth music playing in the background and they're talking about an album and it sounds like it's going to be like, I don't know, some like rock group. Like, yeah, they're really, mm-hmm. really polished now. Not like their older stuff. And they're talking about Nora, <laughs> Nora Jones. Jones. And I just wrote, get out, Lily. <laughs> get like, out get now. Yeah. Run, run while you still can. Oh my God. And she has no idea that Marshall's gone. Nope. No idea. She thinks he's in the bathroom. You want to talk about this scene? Um. So, <laughs> why? Because it's something that would happen to me. Ah, yes. that's probably true. It is. So at the club, Ted <laughs> is trying to talk to Kelly, and he finally realizes that he she has no idea what he's saying. So he just starts saying absolutely crazy stuff, like <laughs> he got kicked out of SeaWorld for humping a dolphin, and just you know ridiculous things and i'm from outer space yeah i love that one so loud and this time you can kind of hear him yeah and so then the music stops just (laughs) as he shouts i'm wetting my pants (laughs) and that is me if you know me that that's me. Because she wets her pants a lot. Well, true. If I had a dollar for every time I peed myself from laughing. <laughs> yeah, we'll just oh, let, God. let that ending go. But um, I, oh, I'm always embarrassing myself, I feel like, <laughs> always. So I get actually kind of disappointed, too, when something like that happens and no one laughs. Like one time I was at the movie theater with my son. And I'm walking down the aisle towards our seats. And I just trip and <laughs> fell and like my popcorn, there was like an arc of popcorn flying in the air, like ugly fall, like hands. I scraped my knees and my palms. My son just like carefully, gingerly steps around me and goes to the seat. Cold blooded. Cold blooded, yeah. Cold-blooded. He's my son, obviously. And I'm just dying. Like I can't even stop laughing. I'm laughing so hard. Nobody laughed. I was like, come on, that was really funny. So good. Yeah, oh my nobody God. Cared. And, um, Kelly's horrified. Oh, uh, uh, wouldn't you be? Yeah, absolutely. And at, at this point, you realize, like, she likes clubs, right? Yeah, like, she likes going out dancing. You can see that that's something she enjoys. Because as soon as he's gone, 
Cutlet guy moves in. Right. Same guy. Same guy. Cutlet guy moves in. He's got, you know, he's got some good eyes on him. And, um, yeah, so he, there's this realization by Ted that clubs suck. And uh. Yeah, so I wanted to know when you realized that clubs suck ass. I've, I've only been to, like, <clears throat> a club, I don't know, four times in my life. So I really? Think I, yeah, I think I've always known that they suck. <laughs> it's never been your thing. No, it's never been. Oh, I, God. I get, sometimes I get really mean, you know, I'm like, don't touch me, you know, mm. or like, oh, guy yeah. tries to talk, like, oh, Oof. wait, that's why people go to these things to meet people, but Oof. no new friends for me. No, so. no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm all set. Yeah. I just, I never liked them. They were my thing. I can't dance. Again, <laughs> if you know me, you, you know this to be very true, painfully true. And, um, yeah, I just. Not your jam. Not my thing. Yeah. I like to dress up, but that's. No, I'd, I'd rather be a part of the stay home club. Yeah. Honestly. Of cool people. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Not lame. I'd rather have the wine. Like when they're talking about all the, the grown up things, I'm like, wine tastings and all that. I'm like, that sounds fun. I would love to do that. Yeah, with people I like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, oh, yeah. Obviously, only people I like. But. Um, I, went to a, I went to a lot of clubs in high in, um College. In high school? Yeah, in high school. 18 and under with a juice bar. So cool. But I went to a lot of the same gay club in college um, until someone got stabbed outside and it got shut down. Whoops. Oh. Not on a gay night, I will say. It was not a gay night. Of course. Come on, little roadie. Yeah. Uh, but it was an 18 plus place and you know, it was good times. But yeah, you get to the point where you look around and you recognize everybody. Mm. I think that's probably more in gay clubs than straight clubs. But I did go to a couple straight clubs in college, and it was in Providence, Rhode Island. So um, very that. very Jersey Shore <laughs> crowd. A lot of blowouts. Especially that time period. Oh, for sure. Like, the most extreme blowouts on men I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, unreal. So product. And yeah, just like a lot of guys just like hunting women, and it's just, ugh. It was not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but, yeah, probably after college or even, like, two or three years into college, I was just like, ugh. If I go to the gay club, I'm going to recognize people. And right. Who wants that? Who wants community? No, not me. No one at the gay club was seemed very interested in community. They were just all trying to bang each other. And that's not, that's not my ministry. It's not something that no. I've ever done. Um, so, yeah, I love dancing and I love Getting drunk once in a while, but... Oh, I love to... <gasps> Wait, does September's count? What the fuck? <laughs> September's <laughs> isn't that ratty old place in I our hometown? Don't, don't you dare. <laughs> Is it you, still open? No, it's closed. I loved that place. I would dance all the time there. <gasps> I have another Sometimes story about my mom. On the light-up dance floor. Yeah, I have another story about my mom related to September's. Back in the day, do you know this? Mm-mm. It was called the dial oh, tone. Yes, I know. I knew that. And they had the phones on the tables. And My you mom could used call to go people across at another. Like if you saw a cute guy or girl, you could call their table and talk to them on the phone. That's so a pretty cute. interesting idea. I thought it. Yeah, they should bring that back. Agreed. But Except it, it, yeah, our generation know. definitely hates to talk on the phone. You should be able to text the other table. Oh God. Yeah. Maybe Ooh. not. Scrap it. No. Bad idea. Right. For, Terrible idea. It, 
Cut. Ooh, bad. Um, so Robin is outside the club making a phone call to the guy who was going to get her into the VIP. And it's clear that it's very important to her feeling as a to journalist. Yeah, like it being recognized kind of validates what she's doing. Because mm-hmm. I think she wants to be a journalist, but clearly she's on TV. She kind of wants to be famous, too. Um, and so this is kind of sucking all the ego out of her. Right. Not being able to get in. Uh, Marshall rolls up, and she lets him in. And we see these three nerds on the wall. Mm-hmm. One of whom was in Freaks and Geeks with Marshall. Yep. Back in, back in the day with, with Jason Segel, uh, Sam Levine. Um, he plays the the short little guy with the curly hair. <clears throat> so they're all feeling very excited because they think they just met the third Affleck brother. Brian. Brian. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> that's real. It's cute. Back in the day when you couldn't just Google it and be like, no, there's no third Affleck brother. Right. No. So good. Um, and Robin is just leaving the most desperate voicemail. Oh, it hurt. It, it was painful. So bad. It's not like it matters or anything, but, you know, please call me back, like, immediately. Like, yeah. And then we see the big bouncer during the changing of the guard who comes back mm-hmm. in a later episode. He's such a big, cute guy. Uh, but he doesn't recognize Robin, and her name's already crossed off the list. Like, why wouldn't she just say, like, let me show you my... And he won't let her in. So why not say, let me show you my ID? Yeah, I'm Robin Trevath. Like, why? Why does she not pursue it? Because it's more for her about being recognized, I think. Maybe. I don't know. She should. Know, but now she can't even get in there. She just left a, a voicemail. She was groveling. It's true. She should have pulled out her ID. Back of the line. What is that? It's a crocheted animal. Is it a crocheted chicken? It's a cardinal. Oh. oh does, it look, does it look like a chicken? It's supposed to be a cardinal. Oh, I can see that it's a cardinal. We what? went to a lot of craft fairs. Did you buy that? Yeah. It's for um, Chris's grandmother. She loves uh, cardinals. cardinals. And it was her birthday. Cardinals are symbols of death. I thought it was if when you see them, it means a loved one is visit a past. Yeah, dead people. A dead person has, like, thinking of you. Yeah. So same thing, right? I guess, but you just <laughs> made it... <laughs> So really, like I, the the harbinger of, of death and evil. Yeah, I'm like okay, no, awesome. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, okay, so Robin can't get back in. He doesn't even right. know there's a channel one. You know the completion like of her. People. Yeah, the completion of her humiliation. She's just reminded that she's still nobody. Yep. Uh, yep. We, we get cut back inside. Barney's still grinding on that cutlet. <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> so gross. Just so and perfect. We, Tad comes over and he says, you know, he's, he's leaving, he's out of here. And Barney motions that he can't see what the cutlet's face looks like. <laughs> so t- We're not even saying, like, the young woman. We're just like, yeah, the, cutlet. the cutlet. She is the cutlet. So Tad looks at her and he's like, gives him, like, the thumbs up. So, like, Barney moves in, like, real close to her. He's oh. like, oh. He's so excited about this cutlet opportunity. It's so gross. Woof. Uh, yeah. So then Ted goes to uncheck his coat. And he's stopped he, by Marshall. Mm-hmm. And he tells the coat wench to unhand that man's, man's coat. <laughs> and then apologizes. It's just an obvious fun thing to say. Um, and he kind of convinces <clears throat> excuse me, Ted to stay. At least for a beer. 
um, because he just risked his ass and other body other body parts to mm-hmm. to come to this club and True, he was his bro. Jumped out of a thir- third story window, so yep. But if the fall doesn't kill him, we assume Lily's going to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I love it. You know, this is a theme that definitely comes back around of Robin kind of, I mean, of Marshall regressing. <laughs> you know, like he re- regresses to like being a college student with Ted and he's mm-hmm. just ready to take the punishment from Lily when it happens. Yep. He just wants to do what he's doing now and then deal with Lily later. Gonna live his best life. Yep. And this is the first time we see Jama Mays. Is it mm-hmm. Jama or Jaima? I think it's Jama. I've I've always pronounced it Jama, but yeah. So yeah, we see Jama Mays for the first time, who you probably recognize from Glee. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact: Neil Patrick Harris was also on Glee. Not as a regular like Jama was, but he was a guest star, and Jama and Neil Patrick Harris. Play a husband and wife in the Smurfs movie. Oh, there's some some little connections there. Adorable. A couple little connections. Um, And this episode just has so many great lines. Yes. Uh, When Marshall gets there and he's so excited, he's like, finally, I don't have to wait half an hour for a drink. And then one half hour later, after waiting at the bar, he finally gets his beer. But he's so excited. Mm -hmm. He's just so excited to be out. And this scene is where I start laughing uncontrollably <laughs> at this episode. It's like, yeah, no tannins. He's so <laughs> excited to be out. I just, his, his excitement is so infectious. It is. Um, and then Father Ted's voiceover jumps in with a part, part of the story that he forgot. And I just love that. It's like such authentic storytelling. Like, wait, 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 wait. Before I tell you this part, I need to tell you, you this part I this. left out. And they did that yeah. so well. Because, I mean, if they had dropped, like, the dental surgery at the beginning of the episode, I don't think it would have been as funny. It was... I agree. It was so oh much funnier. And like you said, said, it was more authentic because... Well, again, if you know me, I'm a terrible storyteller. And I'm always, <laughs> like, trying to give you more backstory to, like, make the story richer. And so I'm always... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I forgot to tell... But I'll leave out the most important details <laughs> of the story. Like, I'll tell you what I was wearing and that it was cold out, but I didn't have on the right jacket and whatever, but totally forget to mention. Something like, like Marshall getting his crown put in. Yeah, the key oh. point. So. Oh, my God. So thank God for Ted doing that because then the next scene, the next moment makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Marshall goes to drink his beer. Someone smashes him in the elbow. <laughs> His crown pops out. He's in so much pain. And the the subtitles just say, ah, he's screaming. And the poor buddy keeps, tries to keep dancing. He's like doubled over, but like, no, I'm staying. I'm having fun. Got this far. Yep. And he's just holding his mouth and he's trying to dance, but he looks, oh, it hurts. Yowza. Uh, so everyone's at the club except for Lily now, um, and she figures out that Marshall has escaped because he's been in the bathroom a long time. She goes in to check. I love that she checks the shower. Like, Marshall might be hiding from her in the <laughs> shower, like, waiting for everybody to leave. Yeah. I'm wondering if Liz would do and that. And also, when people go party. into the bathroom, that's weird. Right. Like. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I would handle such a terrible party like that, but. 
Oh, I would probably pretend that I had diarrhea. <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm really not feeling well. I think it's better <laughs> if we just wrap it up. <laughs> That's a good one. But now I'll know when you, whenever you tell me you have diarrhea, it just means you don't want to hang out with me. Okay. I used to fake vomit to leave a girl's house at a sleepover party. I didn't like sleeping at her house. And uh, she went to fifth grade together. She moved away. She was only there for fifth grade with me. Um, but I hated sleeping at her house. She would always invite me over. Ugh. And I would pretend to puke so I could go home. Like every time? <laughs> Most times, yeah. Sometimes I did genuinely have fun, um, but I also hated sleepovers, too. Like, you I would. hated them. Yeah, I would. Well, let's talk about, let's take a break from the episode to talk about the fucking lawless wasteland that is girls' sleepover parties. Oh. Did you ever have the real bad ones where everyone stands yes. up really late, like, breaks into factions and fights each other? Like, not <laughs> physically, but like. No. Oh, but girls are mean. I remember oh, going to this oh one God. sleepover. It was huge. It was in the in the girls' parents guest house so it was bad like, idea he, we were not even on in the main house we were in this house by ourselves in the living room Mm-mm, never and i remember them saying like whoever fell asleep first they were going to take their underwear and freeze it jesus christ and they were gonna put people's hands in warm water oh yeah all the tricks right on their everything face. and i was just like terrified to go to bed and oh. like i didn't want to talk to anybody either just like Who's going to turn on me next? Like, um, Yo. I'm for shivering and freezing because in my mind I'm cold, too. That <laughs> just makes it worse. <laughs> Yo, Lord of the Flies has nothing on no. girls' sleepover parties. They were, they were rough. So I don't, I don't blame you for pulling the puking trick. It was, it was rough out there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. We're back in the bathroom. Lily goes to call Marshall on his cell phone. And just gets the blaring club music, which is another excellent little scene in this in this yes. episode. She well hears done. it and she's just pissed, right? Mm-hmm. And then another another layer to the mythical story: Lily ends up jumping out the window too, allegedly. Allegedly. But really, how else do they get out of the apartment without these boring ass people noticing? Well, they don't really pick up on social cues, so they probably true. might not even have noticed if they walked out the front door. Yeah, that's true. Or down the fire escape. Yeah. Right? The fire escape goes yeah. up to the roof, so maybe it goes down to the street. Oh, shouldn't it for safety? Yeah. But, you know, jumping out the third floor window sounds pretty good. And honestly, to get out of that party, I probably would have risked it. No, it's necessary. It's fine if my shins come up through my knees. Like, I just need to get out of this alive. <laughs> Oh, that is such a bad visual. Oh, I've, there's a video of something like that. No, I don't want... No, I, 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 okay. I haven't seen it. Nope. I dated a skateboarder, and he watched that kind of stuff. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's fucking gross. All right. Who's yelling? Oh, my God, you can them? Yes. Um, those, that would be uh, my husband and son. <laughs> they are playing video games together. That's cute. It's adorable. Yeah, I guess. Um, so they were laughing about this last night. Like, they're both so, so loud. Um, somebody killed Jack and then was about to teabag him. What Chris, the fuck? And Chris said, oh, fuck no, and then killed the guy from behind and then teabagged him. <laughs> Family and justice. You, you don't, yeah, like, you don't mess with my little buddy. And they were just, like, dying and quoting that. 
That is so cute. Yeah. I can't even. I know. It's just like, uh, all right, what am I going to do? So amazing. Um, you ready for the next scene? I am. Okay. So I'm holding the microphone. <laughs> so we cut away um, to a commercial and we cut back and we find Robin sitting outside and um, Lily walks up. And Robin tells her, I can't help you get in. I can't even get in myself. I'm nobody. This sucks. I'm, you know, I, I thought this meant that I was somebody now. And mm-hmm. like, you know, that working in this city was paying off. And it turns out I'm still just nobody. I'm, I'm nobody. I'm not a VIP. I'm not even an IP. I'm just a key not... in the gutter. And I love this scene because this might be the first time we see Robin and Lily talking to each other about something that isn't related to, to boys. boys. Yes. Are you familiar with the Bechdel test? I am familiar with the Bechdel test. Of course you are, because you're a fabulous, strong, beautiful, courageous oh, woman. Oh, gosh. Um, so for our friends who are not familiar with the Bechdel test, um, Alison Bechdel is a fantastic uh, writer. She writes uh, graphic, well, graphic memoirs and, and other things, um, and comics. And she also wrote Fun Home, which is on Broadway now. Mm-hmm. Fabulous book. So she created this test where it's about um, a movie passes the Bechdel test if, or a TV show, if two women talk to each other about something not related to men or relationships, that passes the test. So at long last, pretty low bar, pretty low, low bar. bar. But you'd be surprised how few movies pass like, pass this no test. Pass. It's crazy. All the women in the movie and a lot of movies are just sort of. Um, Right. They just sort of exist in different men's universes and talk to the men. Uh, but rarely is it women coming together and talking. And when they do, it's mostly about the men in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it only took five episodes for How I Met Your Mother to pass the Bechdel test. Not too bad. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. For, for, you know, a couple of guys writing most of the episodes, we'll take it. It's still one hand of episodes. Yeah, that's true. We didn't move on to the second. Single digits. Yep. So. Um. And Lily has and, you know, line, also, yeah. we're all still trying to figure out Robin's place and her relationship in the group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She just recently joined them. So maybe they talk, if they only talked about the, this is justifying. Yeah, yeah. If they only talked about the boys, that was kind of their only connection, though, because Robin Ted. and Ted. Right. So yep. that would kind of make sense. But I'm glad to see them moving past that. Yeah. And Lily has a great line. I'd take a pee in the gutter over Julia Roberts any day. <laughs> and I remember when I first heard it, I didn't, like, get the joke, but now I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then Ted's on his way out. He's done. Because um, they've had their one beer. And he passes Marshall off to Barney, mm-hmm. who's still cutlet grinding away. Grinding that cutlet into dust. <laughs> <laughs> fresh, fresh ground or cutlet. A chicken patty. Like what? ground chicken? Oh, ground chicken, yeah. yeah so from the chicken. From cutlet to patty. God. That still is gross, but... It's terrible. Um, and I love this part. They just do so much with the music in this episode and, like, working around oh, it. yeah. When Marshall's asking if he has any aspirin and they're, like, talking between, like, the breaks in the song. He's <sighs> like, I need some aspirin, you know, like... Yep, yep. Broke my tooth. Yeah. Do you have any aspirin? 
And then Marshall... Barney tells him to go check the bathroom. There might yes. be, you know, machine mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then Marshall goes in and comes out ready to party. And he's got this look on his face, this glimmer in his eye. And he's, like, looking around. And he does this great little, like, spin move. Yeah. And you can tell, like, the tape sped up a little bit, too. Yeah. Now, what do you think Marshall did in that bathroom? Oh, probably ecstasy. That ecstasy was my was my thought when I was first watching this show because that's like the club drug, right? But he seems so like up that I was thinking it might be speed. Oh, because that's like the party all night drug. True. Okay. Yeah, that probably would make more sense. I don't have a lot of experience with clubs or drugs. Same. So, uh, yeah. I just, the only experience I have with ecstasy is remembering in high school when a bunch of our field hockey team got in trouble for doing ecstasy at homecoming. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where are you getting ecstasy? You're For the, for the small town. You're 17. Dance. Yeah. Who is rolling in a fucking cafeteria? Yeah. So, uh, Ted uh, is talking with the coat check girl and you know, saying things like, this club's supposed to be fun. Clubs are supposed to be fun. Why am I not having fun? And Coat Check Girl tells him that that's because all the things you're supposed to like usually suck. And so they get go into a list of things like clubs and cruises, the Super Bowl, parades, um, all sorts of things. And I was thinking, like, what's on your list? What are things... Things that are supposed to be fun that I hate? Yeah. Um... Well, New, New Year's Eve, I agree, is always a letdown. Yes. For sure. It's just never, it's never as much fun as it's supposed to be. The last few years, I haven't even stayed up till midnight. I just go to bed <gasps> like it's a normal day. Oh, I need to have my champagne and like see the ball drop. It's like a very symbolic moment for me. But mm. like, I would never do New York Times. I mean, <laughs> Times Square. <laughs> I would never do Times Square. Um, and I don't really make plans because they always seem to fall through. Yeah. Um, I went out once to a bar on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And I was, like, very excited to do it because I'd never done it. It was miserable. Yeah, the stars the stars have to align. It has to be, like, really great for it to be worth it. Uh, the other thing that everyone seems to love that I cannot stand is bowling. And yeah. I'll tell you why. Okay. We went, we've gone bowling before. Yeah, I don't love it. I, I am never the person that suggests it. Okay, for starters, I'm not very good at it. And I don't like doing things that I'm not good at. Uh, duh. Like, I hate that. Um, but I'll go. But the thing that the thing that's worse for me than, like, getting gutter balls is the fact that nobody ever pays attention when they're bowling. So the entire time you're having conversations and people are just like, who's up? Who's up? Whose turn is it? Is it your turn? <laughs> Who is that? Whose turn? Is it their turn? Oh, they went to the bathroom. Oh, they went to get a beer. Whose turn is it? Is it my turn? Is it your turn? Who just went? Come on, guys. It's your turn. Get up there. Like, the whole Holy night. Shit, I never thought of oh, that. dude, it's going to ruin bowling for you. I'm sorry. Well, what I didn't like about... Let me tell... All right. You have to tell me if this surprises you or not. Okay. You already know, it, but go ahead. It's dirty. The balls are so gross. <laughs> I don't know where people's hands have been, oh. how often they wash them. And I have to put my hand in this tiny dark space that someone else's fingers were in. It's moist in there. You don't know where their fingers were previously. And that disgusts me. So it really grosses me out when people eat 
and bowling <laughs> or even drinking. Like you don't and the shoes. Oh, the shoes. Yeah, it's it's not for me, but I feel like everybody always wants to go freaking bowling and I just oof, I can't do it. Yeah. I I I'm a competitive person, so I want everybody paying attention, getting through these games, just like racking up the frames, let's mm-hmm. keep it moving. But everyone just wants to socialize. It's like, why don't we just go to a bar? Yeah. Like it's real hard for me. So usually I'll go and I just won't play because then I'm not worried about like when my turn is or like getting people to hurry up and go so I can go. I know it's a, pers- it's a personal thing, but I, cause I remember we went bowling when Chris and I first started dating. Mm-hmm. I remember going to your house, mm-hmm. your mom's rather, and we went bowling and I don't remember us bowling. I remember us being in the bar. Oh, yeah. I think we did, like, karaoke or something, right? Yeah, so, like, did we not even bowl? Did we just go to the bowling alley Might not have. uh, Oh, and getting lanes. I mean, the whole thing is, like, a. it's all just crazy. Anyway, they nickel and dime. I'm not going to get into it. They nickel and dime. (laughs) I'm not going to get into it. Um, Another time. Another podcast. So that would be my thing. Did you say one that you think is most people think are fun? I I didn't, um, but I was trying to think of things. I don't really like parades, but oh. they said that on the show. Yeah. Um, like, I really don't like parades. Mm. I'll go, because, like, you're supposed to, but not my yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, it's too stressful. Like, where are you going to park? How far do you have to walk? Did you bring enough seating? Is there oh. enough space? Right. Um, where should you sit? You got here before these people, but now they're sitting in front of you. Should you say something? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the only thing I could think of that I, like, really don't love is like uh, cities. Mm, okay. Uh, but I know people don't always love them anyway, but I just, I feel like. Like you're close... supposed to think they're cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they are. I love the convenience. I love how there's so much close by mm-hmm. and all of that, but there's just so many people. Yeah, dude. I get it. And I feel dirty. My hands always feel dirty. I have to wash it's, my hands constantly. It's the grime factor. It's the grime yeah. factor. Always gets Caitlin. Always. <laughs> That's why I never went camping. Oh, I, I love camping. That's probably another one for you is camping because I think a lot of people yeah. enjoy it. People really love it. I don't understand the appeal. Oh, I love it. It's at all. Awesome. Like, I don't. Mm-mm. I know. I always talk about if we're going to go to Vermont and go camping, you can stay at the hotel. Yes. Come roast a mallo or two and then go back to your to your four walls like a little bubble boy. Oh, beaches at night. I hate beaches at night. Scary. <laughs> Horrifying. when sharks feed. Exactly. And there's <laughs> you can't see things. That poor woman <gasps> fell into the hole and it caved. Excuse me? You didn't hear about this? Where was this? Mm. Maryland? Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm sorry, no dear idea. listeners, that we're ruining all these fun things for you. Um, we're a blast, I promise. Tell us, tell us things that you don't love that everyone else thinks you should. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'd love Let to... We'd love for you to join us in our, our joy killing, our fun sucking. <laughs> it's a good time. Aww. All right, so... So back the, on track. Back on track. Uh, Lily is outraged about Marshall sneaking out. And Robin's like, hot meat kettle, like... Yeah, like, you suck out, but also, who are you? Like, yeah. I've just met you, and I already know that whoever this is does not seem authentic. Right. It's not, that's not you. Yeah. And she says, you know, I flashed, I heard you flashed a campus tour group once. And she's like, yeah, I did that once on a dare other times for fun, but you know, you can only go forward. Like, I wish I could go back, 
but you can only go forward. So this is some weird idea she's gotten in her head, right? I feel like that's definitely like very like a mid to late twenties mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like you, you're never where you think you should be. Yep. You know, like in your mind when you were when you're a little kid, you think like eighteen's real old. Yep. You know, and that yep. by twenty five you should have it figured out. And yeah. if you're twenty seven and you're still chugging beer on the weekend, right? That's not cool. Right, and whoever you are can't possibly just be good enough on its own. Right. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, there's no way I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I need to, like, become what I've seen in the Mm -hmm. world, you know? I have to become this different person. But I love that Robin just says, you can go wherever you want. Yeah, you... Be whoever you are. And that includes your past stuff, you know? Right. And Lily decides to go backwards and use her (laughs) college skills to get into the bar and titty flash the, the bouncer. I love it. And the nerds are completely paralyzed. They can't even believe it because they just saw boobs. Yep. Those are the four only and most perfect breasts I've <laughs> ever seen. So sweet. So sweet. Um, so then we cut back to Ted and the coat wench. They're flirting. He asks her out. Besides of trying a bunch of coats. Nothing really all that interesting there. No. I went um, blah, blah, yeah. blah. They're just, you know. And I like this because I love this episode because for the first time it's not about Ted getting the like getting a girl or like it's mm-hmm. it's so much about all the other characters that his story doesn't have to prop up the whole thing. So it's nice. Right. Um, and speaking of which, we go back to the the club. Lily and Robin are inside and they're like, "You go this way, I'll go this way." Splitting up, trying to find Marshall. Turns out he <laughs> is cutting a white guy rug. Yes. In the middle of the club, doing the robot, just like whipping out, it. whipping out all the moves. Um, yeah, well, he did say he had a move and he came to bust it. So. And did he ever? Was not lying. Just so, just so ridiculous and so cute. Um, and I read that Jason Siegel performed a similarly, um, a similar dance on Freaks and Geeks in one episode. Oh. And it's actually the, the series finale called Discos and Dragons. So if you want to... Adorable. If you need more Jason Siegel getting down, you should check out Freaks and Geeks. I mean, you should check out Freaks and Geeks if you haven't already anyway. Is it on Netflix? Um, it was for a while. I'm not sure if it still is, but I'm, it's, it's out there. And uh, another fun fact I learned is there's a point where Rob... Um, there's a point where Marshall grabs someone's hat and puts it on and then throws it into the crowd. Apparently, he hit an extra in the face Ooh. when he threw it into the crowd. So there's that. Oh, that's nice. So he's just—he's dancing, and you can see Cutlet Guy is front and center. I don't know if mm-hmm. you noticed. He's, like, yep. jamming out. So he's, like, everywhere he needs to be. He's just, like, yeah. get, getting what he needs. Yeah. And at first, Lily looks pissed when she breaks through the crowd and sees that it's Marshall mm-hmm. that everybody's, like, cheering for. But then they lock eyes, and she remembers that she loves this version of Marshall. Yeah, he's so wonderful. And why would she ever? Why would she ever want to suffocate that? Exactly. Meanwhile, back at the apartment, oh, the friends don't even realize that their hosts are gone. They have no idea. They've just continued on with the party. They are playing Trivial Pursuit and for the wedge. Oh my god. And then it cuts back to the club. Yeah. I, I take issue with that because I love Trivial Pursuit and I maintain that I'm not boring, but whatever. Right? Like, they're just... I I used to have a night with friends and yeah. it was so much fun. Oh, yeah. 
Hell yeah. No, they're just the worst people. They're just the worst. Yeah. The um, worst. So then we can, then we're back to Barney grind, still grinding on that grinding cutlet. cutlet. They really they really build this up like throughout the whole episode. They really just like keep building on it and like building the suspense about mm-hmm. what's gonna happen when she turns around, right? Because they haven't seen each other's faces. They're just like all into it. Oh, and Barney's ready to make his move. He like pulls her hair back to turn her, and she's turning around. She's feeling it, and they look each other in the eyes. And she says his name, so we know that she knows him. Mm-hmm. And she shoves him away and storms off so fast. And Barney's, like, dry heaving. So mm-hmm. we're like, who, who is this girl? Yeah. Who is it? Yeah. Um, so then Barney runs out and <laughs> goes to the coat check where Ted is wearing a bunch of jackets, which remind me of the Friends episode. Like, another yeah. Friends kind of reference. Yep. When Joey was wearing all of Chandler's clothes. Um, Could I be wearing any more clothes? Yes. <laughs> Excellent My sister episode. And I, we say that quite often. <laughs> um, and come to find out, uh, you know, Barney wants to leave. Um, terrible time. Ted asks him what happened about that cutlet. And <laughs> come Fucking to cutlet. find out, it's his cousin Leslie. <sighs> Here's hoping it's not first cousin. And, but any cousin would be absolutely. But how does he not know she had God. red curly hair? That's a very distinct look. Yeah, and if they live in the same city, like I feel like I would almost expect to see her. Maybe, but maybe not. I don't know. Oof, girl. That's just gross. Oof. So like it makes yeah. me feel disgusting. So he makes Mark. Uh, Makes Ted swear not to tell anybody that it's not going to be like that time. He was grinding with his cousin. We're going to laugh about it. No. No, 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 no. So they go and grab their uh, jackets. And Ted tells Barney to tip the, the coat check girl. Yeah. And learns a handy new t- handy new trick because Barney refuses to tip her. Because he didn't, he didn't check a stupid coat. And... Uh, Ted goes, hey, remember that time you were grinding with? And then he just hands him a bunch of money, and Ted's like, that's a handy new trick. Yep. So good. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep, and then they go back in to get Marshall, mm-hmm. and they find that Lily's there, too. And the two of them are on the dance floor together. Making out. Making out, groping each other's butts. Mm-hmm. And from that, and, and then the fact that it cuts to the cab later when they're all, like, drunk and yelling... They must have just decided to all stay out the rest of the yeah. night. That's what I was assuming. That's how I took it, too. Because Lily was not drunk at that point. So there's no way no. she left there. Um, no. And then we get just an iconic scene as the, as the final scene in the cab. Yes. Um, you know, they're deaf from the club, so they're yelling at each other. That's called a temporary threshold shift, by the way. What does that mean? So your threshold is like... Uh, in hearing, you know, your threshold is like the quietest sound you can hear. Ooh. But when you're exposed to really, really loud music for a long time, it temporarily temporarily shifts your threshold, making it harder to hear those quieter noises. So you have to uh, shout because you can't really hear. Caitlin! With, that in grad school. With the science tips. Oh, thank you, uh, graduate school. Not only for the enormous debt, but for the random knowledge. That you can then just mm-hmm. dish out right here on the podcast. I love it. 
Yes. So they're in the middle of a temporary threshold shift. Yes, ma'am. Um, and it's perfect for this because the conversation that Ted and Marshall are having are one that's really sensitive and one that they might not have ever really had with each other, you know? Like, right. it's stuff that usually goes unsaid, like, my feelings were hurt that you didn't invite me and, you know, I wish I wasn't having to do all of these crazy things, but this is how I meet someone. It's like, they really opened up and right. it made it so much, and it made it funny because it wouldn't be a funny conversation normally, but the fact that they're, like, yelling it right, in this very, like, over-the-top way, like, all these sensitive things. Oh, God, it's so good. My feelings were hurt. Yeah. Just such a, such a great idea. It the was show, really man. great. Just, the, just, like, full confessions between bros is what mm-hmm. I wrote. Loved it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're looking forward to the future, and Ted's like, we're going to have some badass wine tastings. It's like, oh. <laughs> oh, Ted. He has his moments. I know, right? He wasn't that awful. Maybe because yeah. we didn't get a lot of them, but... Yeah. And um, I also love this. You know, uh, Marshall says, hey, maybe it'll be that cute cho- cute co-check girl. Ted says, yeah, maybe it will be. But then immediately we hear it wasn't. Right. So it's like there are some stories that just aren't worth telling. And that's like another yeah. thing that they can kind of compress time. We don't need to hear about every girl that Ted's going to be with and we won't. And I just love that. It's like, spoiler alert, we're not bringing, like, this girl's not coming back, right? Right. Or is she? Dun, dun, dun. They don't. They don't. It I doesn't like matter. Because yeah. I think they know at this point. Because um, they play with time and they play with hints and things that if they like drop a character in and don't say anything, that people are going to assume that she's coming back, right? So they kind of have to be like, right. nope, that wasn't one of them. Not every single one's going to come back around. Don't waste your time. Yeah, trying to put things together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Barney's in the front seat, just like cutting into the bro confessional. They played some good songs tonight. <laughs> Like, so oblivious. Like, that place has good salads. (laughs) He's so good. And the way every time he he hears his name from the back, he's like, what? Yeah. That's so... God, I love Neil Patrick Harris so much. Me too. He's so good. Yep. I love him. And Lily falls asleep drunk, or she's asleep drunk, Mm -hmm. and uh, wakes up looking for her purse to vomit in. But false alarm. Classic college. Classic college. So then it's just the four of them heading back to the apartment together as things mm-hmm. should be. Right. <sighs> Love it. What a freaking episode. So good. Warms my freaking heart. I just, I just love it. I just love what it What so do you much. love the most about it? Because I know you keep saying it's your favorite. Oh, I think the humor is there. I, I like, um, I realized when I was watching it for the second or third time that it feels really, um, there's a really good pace because there are actually five different stories happening. Right. It's not just Ted at the center and then like all these like little boring stories around him. Right. It goes back to William Marshall, mm-hmm. back to the club, back to what's going on with Robin. You know, yeah, it's like bounces around a lot. Bounces around a lot. Uh, the stakes are high for everybody mm-hmm. except for Ted, but that's okay because he's been doing like most of the most of the work. So, right. like, Marshall and Lily are, like, learning all these new things about what it means to be with each other and be adult. And Robin is dealing with her own ego. And Barney is dancing with his cousin. Like, <laughs> oh. this is the first time where it's, like, a five-story episode. And it's, like, mm-hmm. I love when it's firing on all cylinders like that. And, yeah, I mean, the humor is, is just great. Like, 
it was like I said before, it was like this conceptual episode that they did where they really manipulated sound and like the the physicality of the actors and mm-hmm. like the sort of there was like a slapstick element to it and it was just like <sighs> I just loved it. I just loved it. Um, Marshall becomes a real person. Yeah. That's a huge part. Like, he is the heart of this show, as far as I'm concerned. Like, mm-hmm. just the big, fluffy, beating heart. So, oh, oh just so good. And, you know, it was, it was important stuff about growing up, you know? It was just, mm-hmm. just, just a great show. Um, yeah. All right, what did you think about this episode, now that I've I gushed? Yeah. No, it's a great episode, like you said. I loved, I just loved the clever storytelling mm-hmm. and all the different um, things that they did. Yeah. You know, like they, they made a point about the club being loud, but they showed us with the super loud music and the subtitles and oh, um, so good. Yeah. I just I loved that it like you said, it wasn't just a story about Ted, it was more about the other characters mm-hmm. and the pace of it was great. Um I love this episode. It's a really good one. Yeah, it just felt like everybody like everything clicked right into place. It was one of those yeah. episodes where like everything worked really really right. well and it was doing something interesting with with storytelling like you said and mm-hmm. oh, just so great just reminds yeah. me why i love this show so um what was your legendary moment my uh, my legendary moment i uh, there's so many but mm. i just love when marshall comes out of the bathroom and he has that look on his, <laughs> on his face and his yeah. eyes are all over and he does that quick spin i love and or when he jumps out of the bathroom like so when good. he's just like fuck this i'm done yeah. and he uh just jumps out the window and yeah. goes to find his friends it's like i'm not doing this so good oh god um for me it's when marshall busts his tooth and you get the sub the the subtitles that are just like <laughs> like oh just such a great idea i i yeah. i am certain that when craig and carter and chris is that the other guy's name mm-hmm. when they were writing this i mean they must have just been dying laughing when they came up with that concept oh yeah like they probably yeah. i have a feeling it was like all right we're going to do subtitles and then Marshall's going to break his tooth. Oh, that has to be subtitled, you know? Right. Like, you just, like, see it happening. Oh, God, it's just so freaking good. Yeah. Oh, guys, I'm back in love with the show. Right. It's official. Yay. Yay. Marshall episodes so will always do it. It's so good. Oh, for sure. He's my favorite. The uh, best. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. All we right. New recaps every Wednesday. You ready to take Be us sure out of here? To subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and tell all of the How I Met Your Mother fans in your life about our podcast so we can, you know, get more people listening. Spread the word. Yeah. Yay. And if you want to send us your legendary moment from an upcoming episode, email us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at heybeautifulpod. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Vogel and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All. Get into the groove. Boy, you got to prove your love to me. 
Yeah. Are you singing? Can you hear me? <laughs>